This episode of Sorry Right Number is sponsored by Yummy Yeti. That's Y-U-M-M-I-Y-E-T-T-I. If you're a snack fiend and you love snacks, check out YummyYeti.com. Snack locally. Damon and I'm Audra and we are sorry right number all right let's get right to it tonight's episode is season three episode 12 no 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 episode 13 thank you the milkman cometh okay let me read a quick synopsis and we'll get right to it. <laughs> Excitement. Uh, Ruth Cooley is a curious as is curious as to the reason why her husband Gary levies unusual written requests in their mailbox for the mail carrier to fulfill. Alright. Um this one's like full. This one's chock full of like acting legends. There's um Robert Foster. Yeah. I mean, he's been in Everything. so much TV, so many, like, uh, movies. You know, he had a late resurgence in his career, like in 97 with Quentino's Jackie Brown. He played mm-hmm. the love interest. But he's been, he's you know, he died uh, 2019. And uh, I think he was, yeah, he was 78. But uh, he's been in tons of stuff. Seymour Cassell is another, another uh, legendary character actor. He's been in. He also passed away in uh, 2019 at uh, um, the age of 84. And but, he was a guy that looked old, no matter what age he was. Yeah, he he's like one of those guys that always looked a little old. But he's been in so many movies oh, yeah. that you've seen. You know, I think Rushmore was one. Dick Tracy in the Soup, Life Aquatic. Yep. Uh, just a ton of movies. But. Um, and uh, the boy, the young boy, Chad Allen, in this oh. story, he's a ton of movies. Uh, uh, he's been a child. He's been, you know, he's uh, 48 now. So, mm-hmm. all right. So I'll get into it. Uh, so Robert Foster, he plays like um, he's Gary, and he plays his husband. Who's kind of a he's one of those writers that doesn't write. He's an ad man that's not so good. Yeah, yeah. he's not very good at it. And, he's and yeah, he's a writer who doesn't write. That's right. And uh, his wife, uh, she's... And it was weird because she's like she's like a stay-at-home mom, so he's the breadwinner, but he's kind of barely making it. Yeah. And they have a son, 
and like around the breakfast table. Was it the breakfast table they're talking about the mm. milkman? They're talking about well, they've oh, lost. They, they, go ahead. They've lost a child too. Remember, they yeah. lost a baby. Well, yeah, but I mean that and that the way that came up it was so. So they're sitting around the table, the breakfast table, and the son comes up and he's like, oh, my watch is broken. I can't find my watch. Yeah. And I need a new watch. And he's like, uh, the dad's like, uh, mom's like, well, we can't afford to get one right now. And the dad's like, well, where is it or what happened to it? If it's, you know, if you can't find it, I'll get you a new one. And he's like, well, I can, I can just write a letter to the milkman and he'll, uh, he'll um, give the, me a new, new one. watch. And I remember thinking like, because it's not like, uh, they're saying it like it's this urban legend that's wildly known, but obviously it's, I never heard of it, of you. So apparently... In Honey, this, by the time I was in, in, we didn't have milkmen when I was a kid, so... I, it's so funny, when I was about, yeah, I was uh, 11, I was my daughter's age, and I was went to go visit my dad in California, my sister and I. Uh-huh. And that was the last I saw of it. But that whole summer, my grandmother, when we stayed at my grandmother, she had, a, there was a milkman that came they by. They still were coming. Yeah, he came by twice a week. And he would bring milk, eggs, cheese. Yeah, dairy. And um, sometimes. Um, Yogurt, cottage cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like, it was so foreign to me. It was like, this yeah. guy did But that was like the last year they did it. You know, after that, they you know, weren't doing it anymore. But, um, so it's conceivable that a family somewhere in 87 would be able to, mm, yeah, I don't know, but because this was when I, you know, when I'm the story I'm telling you, that was 80, that was 83, right? So <laughs> I don't know, 87 was still doing yep. it, although they had Schwans, that business Schwans that would do it, yeah, but they didn't just do milk, but no, they just didn't, like, but yeah, so it was just kind of the whole concept of the entire show was dated even for its time, right. And yeah, and the kids all I'm gonna leave a note for the milkman and And then the dad's like, What are you talking about? And he's and he was like, um, Oh, you leave a, a a note for the milkman and he'll grant your wish, pretty much. Yep. And the dad's like, Oh, that's funny, you know, that's cute, whatever and they you know, the the way you should. But then uh, the wife was like, um, you know they're talking and she's worried about their finances because he was supposed to, he had a job as an admin but he was supposed to ask for a raise right and he didn't have the gumption to ask for a raise and she was worried and he was like oh i promise and and the, the way they talked about it he's like well we lost a baby so we'll 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 bounce back he was so not flippant but it was just so he was a little nonchalant well, about it yeah it was just very nonchalant it was just very like eh, so yeah, we'll get you that baby girl. I don't care what the doctors say. I was like, yeah, isn't that how medical stuff works? But okay. Generally. But um. And then his neighbor comes over. Yeah, his neighbor comes and over. And he's visiting with his neighbor, and he make and the kid runs out with the letter to the milkman, mm-hmm. and the neighbor's like, "No, man, it's true. Why do you think I've got like eight cars? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like. And Robert Pat's or yeah, Gary's like, what? He's like, yeah, it's the milkman, you. He'll, uh, and it's so funny in a lot of these episodes of this show, they'll have these fantastical things, and everyone's reaction is like, Oh, okay, right? <laughs> so that's what you do. All magic right. is normal. Okay. You know what my reaction would be if magic was actually real? 
No. No, I'd be. You know, I'd be fucking excited. The the goddamn fairy crown would come out. <laughs> you know, you know there'd be glitter everywhere. But this is this story is kind of like a monkey's paw. You know, like be careful what yeah. you ask for, kind of. But and oh, even the milk, the motto, the, like the slogan on the milk bottles was "While you sleep." Yeah. So it was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Incongruous. And you don't really, you didn't really know what the milkman was because he wasn't a person. I was guessing maybe he's an alien. But then again, he's granting like wishes. So right. So knows? they never really go into what it is. But then fast forward, the wife's pregnant and they have cash coming out their ears from the milkman because the husband's been leaving notes for the milkman. Yeah. And he was like lying to his wife. He was like, yes, yeah, so they fast forward and he's like, uh, things are good, I guess. But he says he was b- betting on the uh, the tracks. Yeah, like, like I'm sorry, gambling. I'd be pissed. You're gambling our family's money. Yeah. So like, and this the, the freaking little Stepford wife is like, okay, honey. Well, no, she was like, I don't know you anymore. Right. And, and you're you're actually, you know, she puts it together. She's like, I'm not an idiot. You're writing that milkman. That's what it is, isn't it? And he's like, no, it it's not. Lame as hell is what it was. He tried to stop. He tried to like. Uh, like say he wasn't, but he didn't really fight much. Not really. No. When when she was like putting it together. Well, the first times a man didn't gaslight a woman in one of these episodes. So. <laughs> well, it's, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she was like, uh, "How am I pregnant? This is dangerous. You know, this is nothing good's gonna come from this." And then um, the neighbor's the wife. The neighbor comes w- over and he's like worried because his wife died, right? In the car she accident. got killed in a car accident in one of the cars the milkman gave him. Yeah. And uh, he was like, you know, be careful. You should just drop it. Or He says, he says I'm stupid. Get it in writing. Yeah. Get it in writing. What are you, you going to take him to fucking uh, magic court? Right. <laughs> like, he didn't fulfill my wish the way, I, the way he promised, so. That yeah. was stupid, getting it in writing. Like, this what's that gonna? Least, what's that gonna prove? At least twenty years before fucking Harry Potter, so <laughs> there's no witch force. Yeah, it was it was dumb. So he basically was like, "Yeah, be careful." Or, and so Gary has it in his head that he's going to confront confront him and ask him face to face, and uh, which was stupid and. He kept trying to see the milkman because every time he would get close, he'd talk to him to the door. The milkman uh, would stop. And disappear. Yeah, disappear the second he touches the doorknob. And he, he, so he's drinking all the time and he passes out, I guess. He passed out in the doorway one waiting for the milkman. attempt mil- trying to yeah. get a hold of the milkman. And the milkman uh, takes, takes his uh, gift because he gives him a gift, those chocolates, mm-hmm. and asks him, uh, he doesn't care. What what sex? And as that was, no, he said, "Just make the baby be okay." Yeah, I don't care if it's a boy or a girl. And so I guess the milkman took it literally. So, so, so the reptilian hand comes. Yeah, because yeah, you saw the milkman pick up the chocolates, and he had like a reptilian hand. And then earlier in the show, the son was practicing how to swaddle, mm-hmm. and uh, that's when you wrap the baby up like a burrito, basically. It helps them go to sleep when they're young. Yes, because all, like, nine, ten-year-old boys just can't wait for their baby sister, and they practice It, it happens. When I was, I was, I was a seventh grader, seventh grader when my sister was born, mm-hmm. we learned how to swaddle, mm-hmm. so okay. it's, it's not inconceivable. Okay. But uh, the, the parents would like, hey, why don't you practice this, you know, help me out. 
So, um, so he comes downstairs. I assume the mom's dead. No, well, no, the the baby was born overnight. Oh, that's right. The baby was born overnight while he was passed out on the porch, and he comes down with a bundle of the, you know, bundle of joy. And the baby's arm comes out of the swaddle, and it's a reptilian arm. Because the milkman. Yeah, yeah. because the milkman did it. You know, hey, my kid looks like the milkman. So the milkman was dropping, dropping, uh, dropping loads in uh, Miss Gary. (laughs) It just was, it was just like convenient. And they didn't really say the wife was dead, but they kind of Yeah, why would the son come down? Yeah. Or why would they like call him up? How would she have the baby overnight just so, you know. Four doctors said she couldn't have the kid, have right. conceive. Yeah, here she is. So it's definitely something otherworldly going on here. Yes. But, you know, with something good, something bad. So maybe that he got the kid. But, but it's a reptile. But it's a reptile baby. Or he got the kid but loses the wife. Who knows? Right. Ooh. So it was such this... a Such a really interesting and uh, um, unusual concept. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, I talk so much shit about this show um, because it's terrible. <laughs> it's not like, it's not like what I uh, initially, you know, labor love initially like I thought because this show just doesn't hold up. But something that always cracks me up mm-hmm. is some of these reviews I read on IMDb. Mm-hmm. I mean, some are exactly what we say, what we talk about. And then some were like, did we watch the same show? Uh-huh. Here's like, uh, one guy writes, one of my top favorites. This episode is number three in my top five list. It is suspenseful. No, it's not. This episode is about the neighborhood milkman who, who is rumored to grant you whatever you like. You have him note. You leave him a note with the bottles. Hold on, where is it? God damn it. I didn't realize there was... Oh, there we go. You leave him a note with... What? Oh, gosh. Now I lost it. Oh, okay, here we go. Um, you leave a note and you get your wish. His only problem is that he's in- impotent. However, when he hears... Did you get that from the... From no. The, uh, me neither. Me neither. However, when he hears the story of the local neighborhood milkman has... The power to make wishes come true, he's interested. It's not a bad premise if I'm truthful, but the execution is less than impressive and there's too much of a broad comedy. Comedy, there was not funny. That was not funny. Nothing was funny. Yeah, okay. It wasn't even played for jokes. No. So, we've had some of these episodes be campy. Yeah. And if they were cheeseball funny, but... And here's one, someone... someone Someone, someone rated it a 10 out of 10. Such a clever idea, executed great. The milkman around the neighborhood has never been seen. However, he supposedly grants your request as you leave a note with your milk. Robert Forrester buys into this and starts asking more and more stuff from the milkman. But that doesn't cure his impotence. There's a second person that mentioned impotence. I don't remember that. I being don't remember anything about anyone impotence. saying about impotence. She said she couldn't conceive. Right. They that were saying they lost impotent. a child, which they didn't. And then they, and, and like the implication was like she miscarried late in term. Exactly. You know. 
And none of it, 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 it's a, there's another one that mentions impotence. I don't get it. It's, wow. Oh, well. Disturbing twist ending. It wasn't disturbing. It, it wasn't, wasn't even, that disturbing. The acting is really good. Uh, no, it's not. No, it wasn't. Okay. The dialogue I, was I, I gotta stop reading these. This is upsetting. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, The Milkman Cometh. Yeah, I guess it comes in more ways than one, apparently. <laughs> so, uh, what was going on January 25th, 1987? Well, let me tell you, Audra. Ooh. Uh, the movies that came out this week was uh, Dead of Winter, uh, Street Trash, uh, in its second week, The Stepfather, and uh, here's one you might remember. Uh, a little Shelley Long and Bed Mittler movie called Outrageous Fortune. Oh, yeah. So, uh, that was the uh, That was movie. when Bette Mittler was in her just prime. Mm-hmm. Top five songs in USA. Janet Jackson, Control. Good song. Madonna, Open Your Heart. Yeah. Gregory Abbott, Shake You Down. Robbie Neville. Siest La Vie, La Vie, Siest La, la Vie. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. Why? Oh God! I tried to pronounce it like a stupid American. Garcant. Garcant. <laughs> and Billy Vera at this moment, the live version. Oh, okay. So, only thing of note of this week was this uh, on this very day. Uh, the Super Bowl was going on. The Giants versus the Broncos. Giants won 39, 39 to 20. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for this lackluster episode. Yeah, there's, yeah, not much to, not much was even going on in the world worth it. No. Especially this show. So, well, folks, that, uh, that concludes this episode. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow, or tomorrow. We'll see you next week with my ghostwriter, the vampire. Which mm-hmm. I got a lot of to say. It was just so, <laughs> so, so, so bad. All right, folks. We'll see you next week. Shoots. <laughs> <laughs>